Hello and welcome to Living a Culture of Life podcast by Human Life International. I'm your host, Colleen Haupt, and I'm joined today in a remote episode with Father Bokai. Hi, Father. Great, Colleen, to be with you today. And, and uh, we're both uh, home visiting our families in anticipation of Christmas. So uh, what a wonderful blessing. So thank goodness for technology. We're able to, to get together uh, despite the distance. Yes. So let's just start today. We're talking about a recent spirit in life of yours, Father. And um, so it was talking a little bit about how school children are being indoctrinated with the LGBTQ agenda. So can you just talk a little bit about what is actually happening in schools that are indoctrinating children with this agenda? Sure. Well, Colleen, I mean, we've talked about this before in a number of of our podcasts, and I've written uh, numerously on this subject. So I know to our listeners uh, and uh, that are familiar with our work uh, will not be uh, unfamiliar with the, com- the, the, the subject matter. But uh, to those that may be fresh to our podcast, uh, you know, the, the main issue here is how our young people, uh, our youth, especially our young children uh, from the age of kindergarten uh, through grade school and to middle schools, uh, and especially in high school levels, uh, are being, you know, indoctrinated into a very uh, radical agenda, you know, that People, you know, label as the, you know, the LBGTQ, you know, but it's, it's a little deeper in the sense that it's the sexual revolution. It's the, it's, the, it's the continuation of a mindset that treats the human person purely as a body that uh, can uh, experience uh, and enjoy, you know, things purely from a physical point of view and uh, a disregard for the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God and that uh, we are... Uh, our, our, our bodies are part of who we are, and it's not separate entities that, uh, that are to be ruptured. And, and I think that our, our parents, you know, who are bombarded from every direction, Colleen, um, in the social media, in the movie industry, in the school systems, a lot of times it's, it's a difficulty in how to respond to it. It's overwhelming. And, and when we don't have the, the connection, you know, and we tend to find the narrative be so overwhelming and, and powerful, we don't know how to respond. So that's why I wanted to, to phrase it in such a way that really this has been an ongoing battle, you know, for decades. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not something directly new. The whole gender dysphoria conversation is something new in our conversation uh, and, and the movement that we see around it. But this issue really revolves around, you know, uh, the, uh, exploiting our children, exploiting, you know, their innocence and their understanding of what it means to be boy, a boy or a girl, male, female, um, which I know we'll talk about uh, in a little while that some of the bishops have responded to. So, um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what we're dealing with. So the, what we're dealing with, again, is just the schools, the, uh, you know, uh, taking advantage of their uh, time with our young children in, in the system. Uh, to introduce them to sexual explicit conversation uh, materials, uh, not only in the library books that they're finding now, but also in the classroom itself. And in the article, I make note of a situation that occurred in Chicago, um, you know, where uh, this uh, person just kind of celebrates the fact what they brought into the school. And what was disappointing to me, and this is what made me, Colleen, write the article, really, was the lack of the response from parents and those in leadership. So that's what really got my attention. Yeah, that's what made it different than other ones that you'd read, basically. 
Or, like, had you heard other stories where parents had responded and this was a unique one because parents didn't? Is that why it jumped out to you? Or It did. It did. I mean, uh, as you know, being uh, HLI, being in Virginia, uh, and I mentioned this recently, that, you know, people in the national news would re- be familiar with Loudoun County. And so in the school board there and, and, and this contested issue uh, between the school board and parents. So there are tremendous, uh, uh, in the sense of, of an out, outrage from parents that I'm very grateful for. But at the same time, you know, what caught my attention in this article was the comment, you know, and I'm going to use my paper so I can go back to it. So I apologize uh, for that, but I think it's just good and so that I get the right name. Um, so this happened in, uh, in Chicago. And, you know, this was the, it's called Project Veritas. And his name is Joseph Bruno, I make note of. And so he's the dean of this private school in Chicago. And this is what caught my attention. He says, you know, he gleefully recounts how the presenter passed out various toys. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to get too explicit here in the podcast, but very explicit, you know, uh, issues. But then he says, you know, uh, when someone says, weren't you concerned that the parents were going to say something or those in leadership? He says, uh, no. He says, uh, he also noted that he had brought in a, drag queen and that it doesn't ask permission from the school's trustees or or for the activities because he knows that their response will be, that's wonderful. This is what caught my attention in the headline, was the very fact that the people who are entrusted, uh, Colleen, with the protection of our young people, you know, to protect them from such vile and such obtrusive uh, content, you know, are not doing their job. And the other thing was, is that the impression was that even parents, you know, and I would say this, don't know how to respond. Because what they'll see is in Loudoun County, you know, an example where police are brought in and parents are brought out of meetings and they're threatened by the government. This is, this is wrong. And this is what I think oftentimes gets parents, you know, to, 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 to not know how to, what to do. So, mm-hmm. And there's also the case in Texas right now where the superintendent is being investigated by the federal government for removing books in schools. I read about that one recently. Correct. He removed a whole bunch of these type of books, and now the federal government is saying that he's making like the school an unsafe place for children who are identify as different genders. So you also have that intimidation aspect of the federal government getting involved exactly. on what was originally a school level. Exactly. And, and I think the real challenge for parents, uh, you know, Colleen, is, is in our all of us, not just parents, but all of us, is children are welcomed into this world by their mother and their father, and and they are the primary educators of their children, not the state. A child does not belong to the state; it's not a product of the state. And and so, uh, can the state, you know, uh, promote policies and procedures uh, that they want in in their systems? Yet we know they can. At the same time. But parents have rights, and they have very specific duties and obligations toward their children that the state is not to usurp. The state is not to overstep their boundaries. And here we have a completely, you know, a a, a battle in front of us where the state is overstepping its responsibility. And it's telling parents that your children, you know, uh, you don't know what's best for them. I'm sorry, that's wrong. You know, in some cases, we know that, that, that the state has to intervene in very unique situations where parents are not doing their responsibility. But those are 
that's not the same situation here. Because I, I got, had an interview recently and that was asked, well, no, shouldn't the state intervene in certain things? Of course, when we have real abusive situations where parents and adults responsible for children are not truly doing their duty and responsibility. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about an, a, 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 a true uh, manipulation of the state intervening where it does not have a right to intervene and imposing values that are contrary you know, to the, a majority of parents. And so this is a real issue here that we need to make more visible, we need to discuss, we need to also empower parents in how to address these issues. And we need our brothers and sisters in the legal vocation you know, who are doing family advocacy you know, to keep up their good work and to step forward even more so, you know, to do more pro bono work and to, and to really, you know, protect our parents and protect our young people from this very vile agenda. On that note, what happened recently at the Balenciaga Fashion Company? I know you wrote a little bit about that. And then how are people reacting to that? So this was, a, for those of you, you can come to the article. It'll give you the links to the full story. But this is involving a, uh, a very famous, you know, uh, you know industry and, and fashion and high-end materials, but they, they produced, you know, two, uh, you know, uh, 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 bears, uh, uh, toys, you know, with, uh, and again, I don't want to get too, too graphic on the podcast, but the, um, but the idea how they dress them up in very explicit, you know, attire, uh, to the point where even one of the, 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 the animals was, had a, a bruised eye, you know, in a sense of have been beaten up in some kind of sexual encounter, and the backlash you know, uh, was uh, was not as much as I would have wanted it to see. There was backlash, not. But the idea is, is that people, you know, didn't recognize, you know, how really, you know, th- what does this say? You know, where we're encouraging young kids, young young children, especially young girls, you know, to 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 think that this is this is acceptable behavior. That would and 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 think about this. You know, this is adults manipulating children this is this this is something that should cause all of us to you know to be so angry over and so the backlash was is that people said they came out and they they were very uh, vocal but not to the degree again that you would think because i think that the point of it is is that people don't know what to do with it you know it was removed i mean they apologized okay the company apologized but that this apology is not the issue here you know, I'm grateful for the apology, but the idea is, why don't you admit what you're doing? You know, you are using your industry to promote something that is sexually explicit, aimed directly at children. And I believe that they had children posing with the bears was they also did. part of it. It was, um, and that was part of the backlash. And they also had an image of a court case that had something to do with child pornography and like the background of one of their images. Like there was a few different things directly related to children and this kind of disgusting right. behavior um, in their right. materials. And it's interesting, you know, and I don't compare the, you know, the, the in a sense, but I, I think that, you know, the, the idea of here, you know, when you think about commercials, now I don't watch very much TV, all right? So, uh, so but I, you know, the at one time as a, as a younger boy, you know, seeing commercials, you know, for smoking, for example, and this was, you know, people got very upset when you would see things being aimed at children. And you remember, now maybe, Colleen, you're too young to remember this, but you, they, I know they're still around, but the but little little uh, candy cigarettes that, you know, that were, so this was aimed, obviously, at children. 
And so people got very upset with this, especially as you know, uh, science and medicine you know, began to show the correlations between many things. And so there was an, a needed response that children should not be you know, manipulated in such a way and this painted in such a way. So why are we not doing this with regard to this issue that we're talking about? You know, where is the outrage that this is being aimed at children that first of all are children their, their psychological development is still in development. Their understanding of sexuality is very limited, you know, uh, to, to, to the, the age that they are in. And so, and plus, this is a time of innocence. It's a time, you know, to, of curiosity to ask questions and but for parents to be the ones, you know, to help guide them. So this is why it got me so upset, and it probably is coming across in the video uh, that we're recording. It, it, it just, it upsets me because it, this is the role of parents, and don't, don't, let me, let me pause there for a second. Sadly, some parents are allowing this to happen and actually encouraging this behavior. This is also concerning, but we'll save that for another day, for another conversation. But it is concerning to me that people are trying to think that this is normal behavior, that this is just normative life. And, and we should say, not only no, but we should fight back against this kind of ideology. Well, and then along those lines, how can our listeners um, help protect children from this type of agenda going forward? So uh, as, as I often say, you know, it's, it's pe especially parents, but any of us adults, this is not just for parents, but for all adults who have the responsibility of caring for our young people. You know, uh, an example of this, you know, as a priest, you know, in my own diocese, you know, I have to go through, you know, uh, you know, safe training and, you know, and anytime I travel and especially if I'm going to have any connection with the people of God, especially young people, I have to go with a letter of suitability. I have to have, you know, a proper you know, certifications. And, and why? Because of the, of the need for adults to be responsible for other people. And so I think here we, we need to be aware. So first of all, we need to read. We need to hear what is being, what is being said. We need to be aware of what is happening in our school districts, you know, attending our school boards. We need to ask our young children, especially those uh, with young ch younger children especially, you know, what is being taught in your school? What did you learn today? What, uh, what books are you reading? You know, make, keep them innocent, you know, in the sense of we don't need to lead, you know, them into something that is not necessarily happening, but at least to be aware you know, can, you know, look at their books, look at what they're bringing home. Now, a lot of times, Colleen, the teachers and the uh, leadership in some of these school districts are, um, are not actually uh, doing their job, you know, in the sense of um, uh, they're not sending materials home and they're not giving people uh, the, the, in, the information they need. So parents need to be aware that a lot of times kids are told, don't tell your parents, don't say anything. So we need to be aware. We need to be conscious of what's happening, and uh, and keep keep that aware. You know, by by being alert, be vigilant. Well, I know that when I was growing up, the libraries in my area were trying to they were trying to pass a bill in our state that meant that once you were I think thirteen, parents couldn't be told what books you were getting out from the library. So if you had books that were overdue and your parents called the library, the librarian would be say that they didn't have permission to tell you. And it ended up being fought, and they pushed it up to 16, I think. We were trying to get it to 18, but that was just something that happened when I was still, I think I was 11 when around the time that that happened. But even back then, there was still this push to 
protect children's privacy, but in a way that they could be exposed to things in the libraries that parents didn't want them to be and the parents wouldn't know. Exactly. And I think, too, is that, you know, it's also, again, back, back to the younger grade levels, kindergarten, uh, elementary school, middle school especially, you have, sadly, and there's many stories of, of, of story time, story hour, where they're bringing in, you know, people, uh, drag queens, and they're reading them books. And, you know, so they're introducing this and, and really manipulating children, exploiting children who have no power. This is the real issue here. This is an exploitation. That's why they're victims, they're, and, and they're being used, you know, by adults. And, and this is uh, something that, it, it, and to see the government so intrusive in this and so participatory in this, this, this is really concerning. And, and it's good to see where many people are raising their voices. We are seeing people in circles around our country speaking out against this and fighting the good fight. But my goodness gracious, Colleen, we need many more people in this. I mean, these, this, these are children that we're talking about. And even in the high school level, these are still children. They're adolescents. But, you know, but they're still children, and they still need to be protected. And so it's, uh, we need to really turn up the heat and, and push back against this. So awareness is important, seeing what's happening, asking questions of, of, of your children, and, uh, and discussing things. I think the other thing, Colleen, that's very frightening to me is parents don't discuss these, uh, beautiful, the beautiful gift of human sexuality. That's the other thing, too, is that we're not talking about the beauty of what it means to be male and what it means to be female. And, and we're not discussing, you know, the, the false ideology that's out there, which has got some of the bishops, you know, involved that I, I talk about in my article that are really responding back and writing beautiful pastoral letters. But letters are, are that. They're letters unless they're going to be exposed to the general public and they need to become part of our catechesis and part of our outreach. And along that note, what documents did the bishops recently release and how can they, the guides help Catholics in like, navigating this? Yeah, Colleen, you know, what we, we, uh, when I make note in the column that I, I know that you'll, you'll help our uh, audience to, to find the links and be able to uh, get the information. So, but I was talking about Bishop Burbage from the Arlington Diocese and Archbishop Lestecki from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Both wrote pastoral letters on the issue. So I'll, I'll give both names, and then I, if you, with time permits, I'd like to just give a, a quick quote from each one. So Bishop Burbage uh, said his, his document is called A Catechesis on the Human Person and Gender Ideology. And then Archbishop Listecki, Catechesis and Policy on Questions Concerning Gender Theory. So let me give a quick quote from Bishop Burbage. He says, the acceptance and or approval of a person's claimed transgender identity is particularly dangerous in the case of children whose psychological development is both delicate and incomplete, noting that in such a time of confusion, what children need is clarity and affirmation of their God-given identity and dignity. So that wonderful little sentence there is packed. And, and so as a parent, you know, responsible as the primary educator of their child and children is to help them to accept the identity, the God-given identity they have, and to be sensitive to their questions and awareness of what they're going through and the, what's, what's affecting them in the culture around them, in their school systems and so forth, and be able to keep focusing them and directing them and helping them. It's so important. It's a great pastoral out of our, by Bishop Burbage. The second is a quote from Archbishop Listecki. Now, he made the headlines, by the way, of national news because he refused in the diocese to accept the narrative of all these 
gender appropriate pronouns. All right. And so he made the national news and he says, quote, permitting the, uh, the designation of a preferred pronoun while often intended as an act of charity instead promotes an acceptance of separability of the biological sex and gender and thus opposes the truth of our sexual identity. So these are very powerful statements in the midst of documents that are really there telling to educate, you know, those, uh, all of us, myself. I mean, this is so important for me as, as a pro-life leader uh, to be familiar with what our bishops are writing. Two is it helps me also to, you know, to find new ways of articulating, you know, these truths and being able to help people to understand them. So I truly appreciate when our bishops write these pastorals and give these guidances. And I know the people of God um, don't always have an opportunity to be introduced to them, though they should. And so I'm hoping that priests will, will pick these up in their parishes, uh, no matter how hostile it might get, and it will. We know that there's going to be backlash. But this is the obligation of both Bishop Burbage, uh, Bishop, uh, Archbishop Listecki, and I also quote a recent statement from Bishop Daly, Daly of, um, that, uh, Thomas Daly, that is speaking uh, on behalf of the Con Conference of Catholic Bishops. Uh, and what I'll do is, if I don't, with time, with your permission, Colleen, uh, I'll kind of call back to this. So he is um, the uh, chair of the uh, U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops Education Committee, and he picks this up. Uh, very strongly, and I like to read just one uh, one of the things that Bishop Daly speaks about. He says, um, I, I, I pull here, I say he pulls no punches, so he doesn't. He's very clear in affirming that children in their, uh, arguing that affirming children in their gender confusion leads children to become the modern orphans of our society, end quote, who are being, quote, experimented upon by adults who really do not have the best interests of children at heart. This is, I mean, talking about holding no punches. And it is, like I said in the beginning, it's exploitation, it's treating children as things, as commodities, it's an indoctrination of a, of a radical ideology that, has, that falsifies the human person. Thus, you hear the titles of both bishops, uh, Listecki and Burbage, about the human person, all right? It falsifies human sexuality. It, it ruptures the, the understanding of, of what it means to be male and female as sexual persons and how do we respond as sexual beings, you know, in an appropriate way that respects our very identity as being male and female. There's so much to this, Colleen, and it's so great, you know, to have our bishops standing and, 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 and speaking to this, and not just our bishops. There, there are great political uh, personalities in our country on the federal level, fighting the good fight. We have people in the social media who are fighting the good fight. But you know, we can't do it alone. You know, and so uh, if, if, if we were the only podcast speaking about it, um, but you know, we, what, what traction? We're going to get very limited. We need more people talking about this. And, we, and our parents, Colleen, you know, need our help. They, they, they feel alone. I hear it all the time. I get the comments. I get letters. Father, what do I do? I, you know, I go to these meetings and I get ridiculed. I get uh, escorted out of a meeting. Uh, other parents say, oh, you got to catch up with the times. You know, what can we do? It's just the way it is. This is wrong. It's false. And so our parents need us. They need help. They need support. They need encouragement. And they also need catechesis. 
because we know that the government wrongly threatens them. All right, we hear the hate speech. This podcast, Colleen, probably you know we'll see if it gets um, with traction. It gets. It might even get pulled off of some of the social platforms. You know, this is how the other side works. They they don't want this talked about. And I did two radio interviews recently, live programs on this. And the last one I said, uh, well, Father, we might see you in jail together because this is going to cause some upheaval. It, it, but it should cause upheaval because this, we're talking about young people here. We're talking about what Bishop Daly speaks about. You know, we're, we're making our, these children orphans of our society. We're, we're using them. And so we, we should be up in arms. And I, I guess that's why I'm so passionate about it and so upset about it. But uh, at the same time, Colleen, I'm also grateful to the many people who are doing the yeoman's work in this, who are out there speaking about this and who are addressing it and who are willing to take the heat, you know, to, to, to address the, the uh, in a sense, the elephant in the room. Well, thank you so much, Father. And yeah, to all of our listeners, just good encouragement to everyone just to be motivated to try to stand up against this. Our children need us. So yeah, they, 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 they need us. Yeah. So this, we, we must do this. It's not a, we ought to, not ought, we, we have to do this. We got to get this. We got to be involved. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. Um, and yes, to all of our listeners, please like, follow, and, or like, subscribe, and turn on notifications if you're listening on YouTube or Rumble. And if you're listening on our audio platforms, please follow, share with your friends, and keep on living the culture of life. God bless. <laughs>